Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his message, which is titled, This is How I Fight My Battles. This message will continue the focus on the renewing of our minds and is from the broader Bear Fruit series. The primary text for this message is 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 6. If you have your Bibles, please turn to 2 Corinthians right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. So he says, watch this. He says, listen, I'm not going to operate with that spirit. I'm going to operate with the spirit of Christ. I'm going to operate with meekness and gentleness. Let me give you a look, closer look at these two important components of the fruit of the spirit. Meekness. It's a calm temper of mind. It means you're not easily provoked. It means you have power, but it is power under control. It's not weakness. I love what Andy Mineo says. He's a, he's a Christian rapper, and he has this line, uh, this lyric, if you will, that became famous. He says, uh, being meek is not weak. And if you think so, try being meek for a week. Being meek, M-E-E-K, is not weak, W-E-A-K. And he says, if you think so, then try being meek for a week, W-E-E-K. Try it. So he's saying, listen, for a more modern-day understanding of this, and it was still true in my day, you can talk about me all you want. Just don't put your hands on me or talk about my mama. This is kind of the posture of this right here. You can, you can, you can do anything that you want. You can do anything as you want to do. Just don't put your hands on me or talk about my mama or we update that statement this year. Don't you don't you talk about my kids. Don't you do nothing to my kids. Like you can talk about me. You can talk about my mama. You, uh, you, 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 you can you can do all these things, but you better not put your hands on me and you better not talk about my mama. Excuse me. Let me make a correction from what I just said. Excuse me. Don't you do that. So this is a modern day version of meekness. And so here it is. We have we have like this spectrum, right? You have on one end as it relates to meekness. Hear me. On one end, you have what's known as cowardice. That's one end of the spectrum. We cower away. And, and many of you will probably say it some way in this fashion. It's kind of a modern day version of it. You know, I, I, I don't like to deal with confrontation. Right. On the other end of the spectrum. Right. You, you have this. You have either anger or frustration. So on one end, you got you got cowardice. On the other end, you have anger or frustration. Meekness would be in the middle. Meekness would be like, hey, I really, you know what I'm saying? This is unnecessary. Like, we don't need to be dealing with this. This is foolishness. But I'm not going to get to the point where I get upset and act foolishly and do something crazy. But I'm also not going to get to the place where I'm not going to take a stand for what I know is right. So meekness would be in the middle. And meekness, watch this, it's not in your strength. It's in the strength of the Lord. It's, it's in his spirit, by his spirit. So what I do now is I say, okay, Lord, I'm here. I'm receiving and your power, what I what I could do, I'm not going to do because I trust in you. What I could do, I'm not going to do because I trust in you, because I know your ways are higher than my ways and your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. So, Lord, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to be meek. I'm not going to be weak. Meekness is not weakness. Not going to be meek. I'm going to handle this in a way where I'm not easily provoked. All, all, all of the yeah, sticks and stones may break and all that type of stuff. Yeah, what, whatever. Let it just don't enter into my space. Like we can handle this 
in a mature adult fashion. I don't have to come down to you. All that nagging, all that name calling, all that type of stuff you do, I don't have to go to that level. What, what, what did uh, uh, Michelle Obama say that time? She said, listen, when they go, when they go, when they go low, we go lower. High, whatever they say, we go. In other words, what she was saying is, I operate on a different level. I operate in a manner of maturity. I operate in a manner where I'm seeking unity, where I want to be a minister of reconciliation, where I'm bearing fruit in keeping with the salvation that my Lord has provided for me. He's not saying being weak. He's not saying I'm weak. What he is saying, I'm taking an approach the way the Lord took an approach with me. Where he loved me with his steadfast love and compassion and because he was rich in mercy, I'm going to be Christ-like and I'm going to lean into that characteristic or that component of the Holy Spirit, uh, of the Spirit of God, of the fruit of the Spirit, and then honor my God in that way. And hopefully that will remove the scales from your eyes and that will break down any uh, brick on that dividing wall of hostility and lead us to a place of true reconciliation and understanding. So watch this. Here's the second thing I want to show you that second thing I want to show you is gentleness, gentleness, which means gracious forbearance. It means humility that's coupled with grace. It means to handle with care and view of God's mercy. The way the Lord handled you, God, I'm going to do my best to call upon your word, to remember your word that's going to aid me and give me strength and maybe, and then to be led by your spirit on how I care and handle others. I'm going to do this gently. I'm going to handle with care. You know, have you seen it with those boxes? Uh, uh, you put a tag on there that says fragile or they, or when they ship it, they put another tag on that box on whatever many size they put it on that says handle with care. In other words, I'm going to handle you to the best of my God-given ability, the same way the Lord has handled me. I'm going to be Christ-like in that way. So according to meekness and gentleness, I know you may not like me. I know you may not understand where we are on this subject matter, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pursue you with love, just like the Lord's pursued me. And I'm going to make that clear and evident by my posture. And my posture is a one of meekness and gentleness. It's a posture of humility. It's a posture of saying, Lord, I recognize that your gospel, what you did for me first says I'm a sinner. It secondly says I'm sinned against. Doesn't say it the other way around. Doesn't say first I'm sinned against and secondly I'm a sinner. No, I recognize the forgiveness that you so richly poured onto me and into my life. And I realize the mercy that you so richly poured onto me and into my life. I realize the grace that you so richly poured into me and onto my life. And I recognize that your good news, that the gospel of Jesus Christ says I'm first a sinner, secondly I'm sinned against. So I come at you again. I do like the prophet. Hosea, I go again, I go again, I go again, just the way the Lord keeps coming for me and coming for me and coming for me. And every time I wander and prone, every time I wander and go astray, the Lord keeps pursuing me and pursuing me and pursuing me. And when I'm faithless, he's faithful because he cannot deny himself. And these qualities help us to remember 
the gospel of Jesus Christ. Psalm 103 gives us insight into this understanding again. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy, abounding in steadfast love. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. And so when I'm in a confrontation or I'm in a disagreement, I begin to take on this fight plan. When I feel like I'm being Attacked a certain way by my coworker or family members or friends alike. What I do is I take this posture. I take this 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 fight. This first part of this the apostle fight plan. Fight plan. Want to make sure I got that right. Fight plan and make sure that I take on this posture of meekness and gentleness, so I can be light in the midst of this dark situation. One leader says it like this. He says, gentleness is an active trait describing the manner in which we should treat others. Meekness is a passive trait describing the proper Christian response when others mistreat us. Gentleness is an active trait describing the manner in which we should treat others. Meekness is a passive trait describing the proper Christian response when others mistreat us. So the Apostle Paul is saying, listen, I know how I treated you. I know how you're currently treating me, but I'm going to keep loving you the way Christ has loved me. An elder told me. When I first got saved and began to move forward into my relationship with my wife before we got married, he said uh, there were some situations going on in the church at that time. And he was just giving me some wisdom and counsel that led to this thought, this wisdom nugget that he gave me. He said, Chuck, you're not responsible for how people treat you. You're only responsible for how you treat them. And that is found and rooted only in the love of Jesus Christ. How we treat others is sourced and strengthened out of the love of Jesus Christ, which leads us to our second observation, our power source. We can find this in the next two verses, verses three and four, the apostle's power source. We first looked at his posture. Now let's look at what he communicated as his source of power in order to be able to do this, in order to be able to have this posture. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not of the flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. Let me bring in the new King James on this, the way it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They're not of the flesh, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I want somebody to to think about something right now and begin as a physical demonstration. Think of a stronghold right now and just physically in faith. You may not even see the faith right now, but do a physical demonstration of your faith right now to say, I'm pulling that down. It would no longer have a hold on me. So what am I saying with all this? This means war. This means war. It's time we dress And our battle gear, it's time we put our battle gear on that we see in Ephesians 6 to put our battle gear on the helmet of salvation, uh, our breastplate of righteousness, that our loins would be girded with truth, that our feet would be prepared with the readiness of the gospel, that we would have the shield of faith and take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and stand firm with all prayer and supplication, that we would take on our battle uniform, get battle dress ready. This means war. 
Souls are at stake, family. We need you to have a renewed mind because there's many others out here in our world. They need to know how to access a renewed mind. And the source that he that he references is in Christ. He says they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. His power source is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's saying if we're going to have a renewed mind, if we're going to operate with these weapons of warfare so we don't have these things overtake us, I have to be plugged into the right source. And that right source is the Lord Jesus Christ. So I would like to submit to you today that our enemy is continuing to wage war against us and our most uh, the most consistent weapon that he uses to block the unbeliever is to get you to hear and subsequently believe the word of God. I, I, I have found this to be this is just my life through my experience. I have found this to be the number one area, if you will, of spiritual warfare. Now, I've tried this amongst other folks. I've looked at this in my own life. This is my own personal data, so I'm not bringing anybody else into This is my own personal research and study that I've done. This is my, my own, what I found to be the number one area of spiritual warfare is getting into the very word of God. Think about it. Think about it for a second. Anytime you get into the word of God, uh, and, and I'm thinking generally from a high level, think of generally, you know how hard it is? All of a sudden you start reading, you get sleepy. Or before you even do it, hey, well, let me do this. Let me, let me, let me make sure I get this done, that done, this done, that done before I get into the word. Then next thing you know, it's, it's, it's four hours later. Next thing you know, it's eight hours later. Next thing you know, it's a whole day later. It's two days later. And before you realize it, you done got caught up in everything else. And you have yet to get into the word of God. Three days have gone by. A week has gone by. A month. And then next thing you know, you have drifted. It's just to stay in the word of God. Just to get it, read it, to hear it. Even if, even if you're putting it on to where he, at least the word of God is getting to you. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And what does the enemy want to do? He wants to get you into a position where you don't even desire or delight to hear or receive the word of God. That you'll start to trust in your own strength. And this was the apostle. No, no, no. My strength comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. My hope comes from the Lord. My health, H-E-A-L-T-H, comes from the Lord. And so if he can get you, if he can attack you in such a way to get you to never get into this word, that he can keep you in darkness. He can keep you in despair. He can keep you in confusion. He can keep you in bitterness. He can keep you in anger. He can keep you in unforgiveness. And the list goes on and on and on because he can keep you out of. He'll do any and everything to keep you out of the word of God. And so we got to be trained up. And so we got to get our, our core muscles, our faith core muscles, right? Our spiritual core muscles together. And this is important because the word of God is our core. The word of God is our core. It's our everything. And our core, watch this. Well, let, me, let me tell you what a core, a core is. Many of you know, many of you exercise, or many of you have an underdead exercise. Many of you uh, medical professionals on here, you know about this. Watch this. Core exercises, this is what they do. They do two things, two things. They, they, they improve your balance and stability, 
and they make it easier to do physical activities. One, um, one physical therapist out of the Cleveland Clinic, she says it this way. She says, people often think of core muscles as being the abdominal muscles, but the core includes the muscles in the abdomen, back and hips, all working together as a group. The core muscles provide stability for the entire body as it moves. These muscles are activated when you stand up, turn, bend, reach, twist, stoop, and move in most other ways. Everything starts with your core. Strong core muscles help you maintain good posture while weak ones can lead to slouching and slumping. Poor posture can be a cause of aches and pains, especially in the back. Why does this matter? Why is this important? Because watch this. The apostle's posture was rooted in his core. His core was his source and his source is the Lord Jesus. He's able to stand with a posture of meekness and gentleness with all humility and perseverance in the face of adversity, in the face of trials, in the face of persecutions, because he knows what his core is. That's why we're going through these, this Bible study series foundations, because we want to develop a spiritual core. And if this is good in the natural force, in the physical force to develop our core muscles, how much more important is it for us, family, to develop our core muscles in the spirit? We have an adversary who is more than willing to do anything he can to block us from the presence of God, to keep us out of the word of God, to not allow us to develop a strength within Christ that will give us the ability to endure for Christ. The prophet Hosea gave us insight on why this is important. He says, my, in chapter four, he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge. The apostle Peter says it this way in 2 Peter chapter 3. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. Don't listen to those foolish voices. Verse 18, and he says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Because he knows, the enemy knows, and we should know even more that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he loves to flex his muscles. When are we going to stop flexing ours? It's time to become unstuck. This means war. It's time to take your mind back. It's time to use, call that wandering mind back and say on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. That's your core. That's your source. That's your stability. That's your foundation. He's the cornerstone by which all the entire house gets built. And he'll never fail you. Watch this. He'll never lose his power. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. 
Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us on our next episode as Pastor Chuck finishes up his message, which is titled, This is How I Fight My Battles. Thank you.